Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you guys out to the Barely Mentioned Podcast, a podcast designed for men and the women that love them. And today we're going to be talking about something very serious. Uh, we're going to be talking about what hinders a man's prayers is your ministry, your mistress. So this call, not this call, this uh, podcast came from one of my coaching calls. And a young lady was going through a situation similar to this. And it really uh, sparked um, my, my wills in my mind to go forward into discussing what really sets us men up to make our careers or our ministries our mistresses. So if you're watching live, do a big favor, share this broadcast out to as many people possible. Good afternoon. What's going on? Share this broadcast out. And also, if you want that one-on-one coaching, man, if you want to talk with me on the phone and really um, uh, have me hash through your situation and help you process things, make sure you book a coaching session today at my website, IamUnplugged.com, and go to the co custom coaching tab. Let me know what you can do. I'll let you know what I can do, and you can be on the phone with me um, this week. I'll be coaching all through August as well as every other weekend throughout the year, Lord willing. So what's up, everybody? Oh, Slim Rev. That's right. That's right, Nick. We here. What's up, Melina D? What's up, Christina Sims? Good afternoon from Michigan. What's going on, Val? What's going on, Stella from LA? I know it's nine some your time. I know you're getting ready to start your day. Seeking him daily. What's up, Jordan? What's going on? Hope y'all doing exceptionally well. Like I said, this, this discussion here is very important. And so share this broadcast out to as many people as possible. Get your pens, get your papers, um, um, and let's get focused um, and let's really process. Uh, I know, bro, we all need it. It's for ladies, too. Uh, what could be hindering y'all's prayers? But let's get right into it. The scriptures that I'll be coming from today will be 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 7, as well as 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. And these scriptures are very profound and specific and direct on what hinders a man's prayers. But 1 Peter 3, 7 says, likewise, husbands. Oh, is this for men or generally speaking? It's for everybody. It's for men specifically. That's why it's called the Barely Mentioned Podcast. But all these points apply to women as well. So feel free to get your pen, get your paper, so that you can also make sure that you don't make your career or your ministry your sugar daddy. Let <laughs> me just keep going. First uh, 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 Peter 3, 7 says, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. You're so welcome. Showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. Now, ladies, hear me. This is important for you to listen to, too. So that you'll make sure you don't marry a man who has his ministry or career as his mistress. You see what I'm saying? So make sure you listen to make sure you are observant of the red flags that could be possibly in the man's life that you're dating or when different men come your way. So you pay attention too, not only for yourselves, but also pay attention to make sure that you're not setting yourself up to marry a man who's immature uh, in their heart, causing you to compete with his career or to compete with his ministry. But it says... Uh, oh, to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they're since they are heirs with you. See that that scripture lets you know that just because a woman's the weaker vessel, as far as bodily and frame, doesn't mean that she's less important than you, because the scripture says, "For she is an heir with you." Okay, so that's important for me to understand. We'll break this down a little bit later. Of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Let me read it again. It says, uh, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. 
since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. First uh, Peter 4, 7 says, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be sober-minded, I mean, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Let's keep going. Let's get right into our points, but let me pray. Father, I thank you Lord for this message, that it be profound, that it be uh, precise, and it be God-breathed. I thank you, Lord, that I'm a vessel that you see fit to use. And I pray the words that I speak today will bring life and clarity and instruction to men and women, um, helping them to prepare themselves to the next level of their life or their current level, making sure that they are really in tune with you in regards to their prayers. And I thank you, Father, for this opportunity you've given me. And I thank you, Lord, for your divine intervention into the hearts of everyone. And we come against any type of demonic spirit that may be trying to control or to intervene. Uh, your plots have been counseled in Jesus' name. Therefore, the work of the Holy Ghost will manifest itself profoundly and specifically to the needs of everyone watching now and later. And Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are and the opportunity for me to share on behalf of you. And Jesus, do pray. Amen. Let's get to the problem. <clears throat> the problem. Many men are hindering their own prayers due to, mis due to them mishandling their families and due to them not maturing mentally. Many men are hindering their own prayers due to them mishandling their families and due to them not maturing mentally. Their ministries and their careers have become their mistresses. They, they mean, okay, I can't even read my own handwriting. Let's keep going. Many men are hindering their own prayers due to them mishandling their families and due to them not maturing mentally. Their ministries or careers have become their mistresses. Anyway, we have to understand that as men, our responsibility as men, that is our responsibility to be leaders, to be coverings, to be um, 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 bathers, that the word says we're supposed to wash our women with the word. <clears throat> there are many responsibilities of a man. A lot of men lose sight that they could be possibly hindering the progression of their life due to how they treat their families and due to how they treat um, um, or how they mature mentally. See, as men, we become so progressive in our pursuit of our purpose to the point to where we trample over our families. We trample over what's most important. And God cares deeply about how you treat your family. Now, for the single men out there, God cares about the patterns you are developing now that will affect your future wife, future family, etc. That's why we have to understand as men that it's our responsibility to determine the pace, to ensure that we're in pace with God, to make sure that we're not following and pursuing and full of zeal that we have through our zealousness <clears throat> zapped out any type of love and energy within our families. God cares about your wife. God is not going to hear anything above you if you mistreat everything beneath you. Once again, God is not going to hear anything above you if you mistreat anyone or anything beneath you. God cares about your stewardship. He cares about your management skills. He cares about your maturity. And when you walk into a family structure and you're not ready to make your wife, who uh, put your wife and God where they need to be in your life, then you should stay single. But for the married men, you have to really consult yourself and say, hey, hey, is my ministry my main thing? Is my career my main thing? Do I get frustrated when my wife interferes, when my children get in the way? See, that's why you have to ensure that within your singleness as a man, that you capitalize on the energy and the time that you have then to set yourself up. See, in my life, 
I lived this. This ain't me talking down to men. My ministry was my mistress for a long time because I knew my ministry more longer than I knew my wife. And anytime she spoke into anything that um kind of conflict with what I wanted in my ministry, I became proud. I became like, what you mean? Don't touch that. And men don't understand just how deeply they idolize their ministries idolize their careers that if their wife, who is a sound woman of God, begins to try to help guide you because she's a joint heir, she's an heir with me in the grace of life, then, then all of a sudden now I begin to pull uh, uh, more weight and more attention and more uh, protection around my ministry, around my career than her. And God had to really crumble me. <clears throat> God was letting me know you're not going to be ready for marriage if ministry is your mistress. If your career is your mistress, if you care more about your success than you do the successes that I care about in heaven, then you're not going to be of any earthly value. And I had to really process that. And a young lady uh, coached her this weekend and we talked about this, about her, possibly how her, her significant other could be making her compete with his ministry. And I told her from a loving place, hey, man, you just got to make sure you really process this relationship because I've been there. I've done that. What's your opinion on joining the, oh, I'll get to your question later, Rick. But, but, what, but what I was letting her know was that's a red flag. I lived it. I done it. And God dealt with me. And now all of a sudden now 90% of my ministry, or let's say 80% of my ministry that was normal for me in the past is no longer. Right now, all my, my God gets the first fruit, my wife gets the best fruit, and everything else gets the rest of the fruit. You see what I'm saying? Because my mind had to mature. And that's what happened to us men. We fall in love with our ministry. We fall in love with our careers. And then we allow that woman, that, that, that entity, that, that system, that ideology, that idolatry to destroy our relationships. Many men are hindering their own prayers due to them mishandling their families and due to not, them not maturing mentally. Their ministries and their careers have become their mistresses. Now, what hinders men's prayers? Threefold. What hinders a man's prayers? Threefold. It's found in these two scriptures. It says a lack of showing honor to their wives, a lack of self-control, and a lack of sober-mindedness. The root cause is the idolatry of success. The cause to what hinders man's prayers for being answered and progressed is due to a lack of showing honor to their wives, due to a lack of self-control, and due to a lack of sober-mindedness. Let's break down the text so that we men and, and ladies can understand this is important for women to understand too. It's important for you to process these points so that you can be able to spot like this young lady. It doesn't mean a man is a bad man. It just means that he hasn't matured mentally and that you shouldn't marry that man until he really has the proper mindset of the orders of ministry. Now, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. Men, you have to understand that you have to understand. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That, that, that women are different than you. They speak, they think, they move differently. It, it, it says live with your wives in an understanding way. You have to take your time to get to know her. Take your time to understand her. Take your, you just, just, and listen, listen, that intuition of a woman is a beast, man. My wife can spot a fake on a dime. And, and I used to, 
it was interesting how God had me to marry a woman that was so direct, so, so, um, no BS. You know what I'm saying? Because as a preacher, hear me, feel as a preacher, as a, as a community man, your heart is for the people and you need someone that is cutthroat behind you, not cutting, not stabbing you in the back, but she's cutthroat and observing because as a preacher, my heart is to the people. Now I ain't stupid. I ain't stupid. But in the midst of the anointing flowing, in the midst of, of the compassion for the people, you need a woman's intuition that will be able to let you know, yo, I don't trust her. No, I don't trust him. No, I don't feel right about that. A woman is a gift to a man to become not his compass, because that's the Holy Spirit, but to be his uh, his 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 uh, uh, eyes within the blind spots. You see what I'm saying? And when you process that and understand that, you'll be like, oh, I got to get to know you because you are a helpmate, not a hindering mate. And most men through who make their ministries or their careers, their, their eagle eyes, you're right, their mistresses, you see what I'm saying? Then they begin to look at their wives as a hindering mate, not a helpmate. You have to understand what I'm saying? It says, live with your wives. Oh, oh, oh. Likewise, husband, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. Listen, you got to show a woman honor. We're going to get to that a little bit later. But when you really have the proper mindset of a woman, she is just not a helpmate to your career. She's not just a helpmate to your ministry. She's a helpmate to you, which means if you hurt the help, you hurt yourself. So you have to show the woman honor. And that, that boils down to the false masculinity that has been portrayed throughout society where men look at women as just a, a trophy, look at women as a piece of meat, look at women as a sex supplier, look at women as just 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 someone to make sure I don't burn in hell. That's not the right mindset of a woman. You have to have honor, single men, for women before you get married so that you can be honorable and showing honor when you are married. And for men who are married, you have to really process and look at your wife and say, yo. Oh, man, I got a good woman. We're talking about men who have a good one. We ain't talking about them nagging, uh, um, insecure, daddy issue infused women. We're talking about good, solid women of God. Okay. There's a big difference. This ain't, this ain't, this ain't no, uh, let's couple all women in the conversation. No, no, no. There's some women, y'all, there's some women out there that need help. There's some women that got some issues that men, you shouldn't even be marrying. They, you see what I'm saying? Because she's not even living the way that she needs to live. That, that will welcome that. Don't get me wrong. Every woman deserves honor. Don't get me wrong. But it may not welcome the honor that a husband gives because she's not a wife herself. Now, there we go. As we confess, since they are heirs with you. This is the thing that men have to understand. The scripture is not saying that she's weaker than you holistically. The scripture is saying that she's a weaker vessel. Her body is her vessel. It's a weaker vessel. So you have to show honor. You just can't be aggressive with her. You just can't be just uh, uh, abusive to her. You just can't because she's the weaker vessel. You got a stronger vessel for most men. You're bigger. You're stronger. You got a strong, your vessels, your body. Women, on the other hand, he says, show honor to women because they are the weaker vessel. You just can't be abusive to her and, and just treat her any kind of way, mentally, emotionally, physically. She was built. Um, um, you know how Volvos and, and uh, other cars uh, have a greater safety rating. You see what I'm saying? Because they're built differently. You're, we're built differently as men. That doesn't mean that she's weak, that, that you're greater than her in every area. We're equals, Right. But what it says is to make sure you understand that since they are heirs with you, they are heirs 
with you, not beneath you or above you. Men, make sure you don't make put your woman above you or beneath you, idolizing her or demoralizing her. You see what I'm saying? She's an heir with you, okay? Of the grace of life. Woo, that's powerful. Of the grace of life. That the only way y'all gonna make it is because it's from the grace of the one that gives life and life more abundantly so that your prayers may not be here to God saying, number one, if you, if you don't honor your wife, if you don't respect the grace that I'm giving you, if you don't understand that she's an heir with you, then I ain't hearing nothing from you. That's, listen, God is not going to answer a man's prayers if he's not handling his responsibilities. First uh, Peter 4, 7, the end of all things is at hand. That's the one. Yo, y'all better get serious about life. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. That's powerful. I don't know, this ain't really talking about just men. It's about everybody, but it's for men as well. It says, be so self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. God is not going to answer the prayers of a person, who, of a man who's not self-controlled and who's not sober-minded. Self-control means when you out there away from your wife, when you out there away from your woman, you're faithful. You can't control the thoughts that come in your mind. You can control what comes out of your mouth, your hands, and your feet. The devil's going to send darts in your mind, but you have to have a quick casting of a vain imagination mechanism in your mind that even when a woman is flirting with you or even when a woman is in your DMs, you know exactly what to do because you hold your wife in honor, okay? And you have to be self-controlled. It ain't going to be easy out here. Women don't give a, don't get, don't care about your marriage. They don't care about you. They want to get, increase their points on their scoreboard. You see what I'm saying? Trying to make you, you, you their surfboard. You see what I'm saying? They're trying to get points on their scoreboard by making you their surfboard, and you got to be careful. So don't allow yourself to be bored in this life. Be productive. Keep your mind on things that are above and on your wife so that you don't become some mistress's surfboard, okay? Also, you got to make sure that you don't get so caught up out here that you're not self-controlled in your ministry or sober-minded when it comes to your wife, that you now have your wife competing with your ministerial mistress. <clears throat> Let's keep going. We broke that down enough. Next point, causes. What hinders men's prayers? A lack of showing honor to their wives, a lack of self-control, and a lack of sober-mindedness. The root cause, fellas and ladies listening, is the, idol is the idolizing of success. The question is not whether God wants us to be successful, but the question is what kind of success? If you want eternal success, you have to do things God's way. You cannot be in a place where you just a lack of lacking of self-control and lack of sober-mindedness and lacking of showing honor because you want to be successful. And being a provider, you see what I'm saying? Being a provider financially doesn't make you a man, fellas. Men think, but honey, I'm getting to the bag. But honey, I'm out here making it happen. Don't you have a roof over you? A man that has to, to, a man that has to communicate what he should be doing, regardless, is a man that's weak. <clears throat> my wife will never hear me come out of my mouth. Well, don't you got a roof over your head? She'll never hear that because I'm not just supposed to be a financial provider alone. I'm supposed to be the priest, the king. I'm supposed to be providing at every le level. I'm supposed to be provi a provider mentally, emotionally, spiritually, a protector mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And ladies, if a man cannot show you with fruit, divine fruit, that he's able to provide and protect for you, protect you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially, physically, 
then that man ain't worth marrying. I'm telling you right now. And a lot of women get so caught up. Well, well, look at his car. Look at his money. Look at his job. He's he could provide. No, that's a that's that's an illusion of provision. Can that man pray for you? Can that man uh, help renew your mind if you find yourself in a dump? Can that man make sure that you never find yourself emotionally competitive amongst other women because he's not self-controlled or sober-minded? Fellas, if you know good and well that you can't provide for a woman financially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or physically, don't even don't even think about a woman because you're not ready. And if you're single right now and you know you're in a restless place in your career, a restless place in your ministry, find God's rest, get the job done. So that when you get married, there's no frustration. Listen, you understand, when I got married, I was six books in, 1,400 videos in, residual incomes coming everywhere. So now when I'm married and she inter, 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 not interrupts, I don't like to interrupt, but when she comes in in the midst of me writing a book, I'm not pressured because that's not my first book. So I already know that ain't my first book. Or what I do in my life <clears throat> with my wife is that when, when I, she gets, she gets whatever she wants to do. I do because I know when she go to sleep, that's when I work on my book. I get, I'll, I stay up late or I get up early because I know that when she lifts up her eyes, I'm at her, I'm not at her beck and call like that. Like I'm a slave, but I'm at her, whatever you need for me to do. That's what sacrifice is fellas. But if you on your first you just started your, now don't get me wrong. If y'all been married for a couple of years and you just, the Holy Spirit and led you to a ministry or a business, we're not talking, we're talking about single guys. But if you're in that, fellas, understand that, 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 that y'all got a family business, it's a family business now. When I got married, it was no longer a, a Joshua business. It was a family business. Now, but, but I thought family business beforehand because a man that doesn't think generationally is not a man that you should uh, engage with. A man has to think about, fellas, listen to me crazy. I'm not crazy. Listen to me closely, closely, closely and crazy. You got to understand, if you're not thinking about your children's children before you even have a wife, then you're not in the right vein. And when you marry, you got to think generationally. A lot of men think selfishly, therefore they don't provide generationally. But when you go and you a single man or you a married man and you realize this is a family business, then your wife's gift. That's why you have to let God put y'all together because my wife's giftings, oh man. If you would have told me six years ago, seven years ago, now I had a heart for kids. My first thing I ever did in ministry was we busted over a hundred kids in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was um, and we got we got videos and photos that you can see on my on my website. We busting these kids. So I always knew I had a heart for kids and adults. Don't get me wrong, adults too. But I didn't know that, that God was going to set me up because I didn't have no uh, degree in, in the educational field. I didn't know I was going to be in a school system. And I'm going into my fourth year as a, as a, as a uh, behaviors counselor, right? And my wife has a degree in, in education. She has also a degree in English, English education, Propel, the mentoring program, her skill set supports. My book, she's an English major, supports. See, it's a family business. And God knew that before I was even formed in my mother's womb. You have to understand, when God formed you in your mother's womb, he already formed and already is in the process of developing and connecting you with the person who has the right skill sets to support you, brother, so that you won't be marrying some woman that has no contributing um, um, qualities to your purpose and vice versa. We're supposed to be co-contributors. 
and I contribute to her purpose. She contributes to mine. That's the beauty of it all. You see what I'm saying? But if we continue to go through our life as men thinking that is all about us, then you're going to cause your marriage to turn into rust. You see what I'm saying? So single men, married men, have to understand it's a family business. You got to think generationally. You got to think down the line. And that's, and that's important. Let's keep going. Success boils down to perspective. If you have the biblical divine perspective of success, you know, you're not in a rush. I'm not in no rush. Some kind words was in the comment section of one of my videos about a person that said, man, you should be more noticed now. And, um, and I, and I welcomed those kind words. I appreciate the kind words. He said some other things too, but I also was just in my mind. I thought about that. I was like, God, I love your pace because many have to understand that he's the source of your life. He determines your success. It's, it's most important that God determines your success. So right now, I'm productive, but I'm not rushing. I'm productive, but I'm not pressured. You see what I'm saying? So I'm writing books. Whether whether a book deal come or go, whether anything comes or goes, I know that he is the promoter of my soul. That promotion doesn't come from the East or the West. It comes from God. And men, when you understand that, that, that your ministry to God will help you have the right perspectives, then you will pace yourself. You won't rush yourself because you know, or rush your family because you know, hey, I'm going to be productive. I'm going to take care of this job. I'm going to maintain this job, even though it may not be the career or the ministry choice. At all. I'm going to do everything in excellence and I'm not going to rush my family. Let's keep going. The order of ministry. Here's the order of ministry, fellas and ladies, too. Here's the orders of ministry. Number one, ministry to God. Number two, ministry to yourself. Number three, ministry to your wife. And number four, and family, sorry, ministry to your wife and family and ministry to selective others. Okay? Ministry to God, ministry to yourself, ministry to your wife and family, ministry to selective others. The young lady, what I was telling her was, was to be very careful on was this. Back in my day, I made my ministry to people and my ministry to God equal at number one. Therefore, when my wife came into the picture, who was dating and courting early stages, it was all, it was as if like, oh, no, no, these two are here. And then I realized over time, as God began to mature my mindset, the ministry to others began to go down into his rightful place. And I began to feel the right, the right flow of God in my life. I began to get more favor in my life. My prayers were being answered. I was being blessed everywhere. And as I continue, and it's interesting, since I've been continuing in this, I keep getting blessed. Somebody randomly paid for me a suit. Someone bought me a suit. Then he, I don't know who it is, told me to go to Dillard's and get and get uh, uh, measured. And my closet is full of clothes. We got an amazing place to stay. It's crazy. As you continuously keep this order, fellas, your prayers will continuously be answered. You see what I'm saying? You will continue to walk in the favor of God because you will have your wife and your family in their rightful place. The order is ministry to God, number one, ministry to yourself, number two. We're not talking about selfishly. We're talking about making sure you heal up and ready to do to minister to your wife and family and then your kids. <clears throat> now, let's break this down. How to properly minister to God, to you to your wife, and to selective others. I have acronyms, God, G-O-D-U-Y-O-U, wife, W-I-F-E, others, O-T-H-E-R-S. How to properly minister to God, you, your wife, your wife and family goes together, and your selective others. Let's get through this. I have a lot of points. 
How to properly minister to God. Now, why is it important to minister to God first? Because then he'll teach you how to minister to everything under you and you. Your first ministry is not to your wife, fellas. Your first ministry is not to yourself, fellas. Your first ministry is to God. Jesus often went to the mountains to pray before dealing with the people. He off, he did. He said, I only do what I see my father do. In him only doing what he saw his father do set him up to be successful with, with, with everyone that was connected with him. You see what I'm saying? And when you understand that, 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 that God, you got to go and minister to him. And what I mean by minister him is these points here. G, let's start with G. You got to be grateful for, you got to go to, you got to grow in, you got to grind with, and you got to give back. In order to properly minister to God, number one, you got to be grateful for him. Gratitude is the right attitude. What keeps me ministering to God and, and, and loving his presence and, and enjoying his presence is I'm grateful for him. Y'all be like, yo, Gio, you know, I got God got all kind of names. Yo, Gio is respectful, though. You know what I'm saying? Don't be, don't you see know what I'm saying? Gio, G-O-D, you know, God for short, Gio. Yo, man, I really appreciate you. It'd be like maybe five, ten times a day. That I, it, I just get stopped in my tracks. God, yo, man, real talk. <laughs> I was I was praying with my wife. We always pray before we go to bed. It was funny because she was uh she went through a rough couple of days, not feeling well, and uh <laughs> we was praying, and I was like, God, real talk. Thank you for looking out for my wife, man. Good luck. <laughs> she started laughing. I was like, man, yo, that's how, look, man, me and God, yo, we all we both grew up in the hood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just joking. But I was like, good luck, God. I really appreciate you looking out for my wife. Good luck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yo, Gio, man, that's 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 the big homie. You know what I'm saying? He's <clears throat> he's my friend. You see what I'm saying? So so the, the, the set yourself up to, to minister to God the right way is number one. You got to be grateful for him. God, I'm grateful for you. I appreciate you. next. You got to go to him. Ministry to God is like going to him, like God, I go to you first. Proper ministry to God that sets you up to minister to yourself, your wife, and others correctly is that you go to him first, that you go to him often. You got to be grateful for it and you have to go to him, like go to him when, when you're hurting, go to him when you got that bag, go to him when you're feeling sad, go to him. That's ministry to him because he's the only one that can minister to us. It's that ministry to God means I go to him. God, what do you need? What you need me to do? I go to you. God, I need you because I got to go to you so I can properly minister because I don't feel good right now. God, I feel great right now. So I got to go to you because I don't want this money or this success to make me go all over the place. How to proper ministry to God, ministry, minister to God, you got to be grateful for, and you got to go to him. And another ministry to God, you have to grow in him. It's relationship. You have to intentionally engage in growing in him. You got to be grateful for, you have to go to him, and you also got to grow in him. If you want to properly minister to God, you have to grow into maturity because how can, how can a babe truly and really deeply minister for God? Not to God, but minister for God. God wants you to grow in him so that you can be the right ambassador for him, fellas. So when you go to him and you grow in him, now you're able. That's real ministry to him because God's like, now you can minister to me at a higher level and you can minister for me at a higher level. You see what I'm saying? You have to be grateful for him. You have to go to him. You have to grow in him and you have to grind with him. Listen, man, I got a heaven business. Me and God are joint partners of, 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 of an LLC, of an LHLC. <laughs> um, anyway, we are, we're, we, we are, we are partners in an assignment here. 
So not only am I grateful for, not only do I go to him, not do, not only do I grow in him every day, because you can never be fully grown in him. You gotta, you always gonna grow in him, fellas. I grind with him. This how I minister to God. Yo, what's up, man? We, we, what you, what's, what's, what's our assignment for today? How can I serve you? I'm grinding for you. I'm writing these books that ministers to God. When you're faithful with His assignment, when Adam was naming those animals, that was ministry to God. He was doing something that God could have done by Himself. Do you not know that God was fully able to name the animals? But He loves partnering with His people. He loves working with His children. Any, any parent. Any person that got young kids around them, they love when kids help them. Not that not that the, that you need that kid's help. You want that kid's help because in doing so, you're teaching that young, that young uh, person how to really do things. That's ministry there. God wants you to ground with him so that he can show you certain things, man. He can show you how to uh, be effective in business, witty in business, and without sacrificing your family, making millions, making money, being successful without sacrificing your family. There is a way to do so. How to proper ministry guy, you got to get uh oh, uh, uh, uh be grateful for him. You have to go to him daily, you have to grow in him daily, you have to ground with him. And number and last but not least, for G, you got to give back proper ministry to God is giving glory to him. You got to give back to him. Give back, give him glory. No, God gets all the glory. Yes, I'm good at what I'm do. Yes, I'm dope at what I do. Yes, whatever, whatever, but God gets the glory. Yes, I have talent, but a talent can't make anointing. Two different types of men. Fellas, hear me close. Two types of men. Talented men. There's women too. We're talking to the brothers now. But ladies, this apply to you. There's talented men and there's anointed men. God don't give a flip about how talented you are. God don't care how dope you can sing. He don't care about how dope you can rap. He don't care about your business acumen. He don't care about how athletic you are. He do not care. He'll rather lose somebody who is half as talented as you and give that person that anointing and they'll be more effective. So many have to understand, you can't rest off your talent. Listen, I'm in the anointing business. I don't care how dope of a writer I am, how dope of a speaker I am. It doesn't matter. If that without God's anointing, I am nothing because talent does not destroy the yoke. Anointing does. You hear what I'm saying, fellas? So uh, anointed talent is talent that's been given back to God over and over again. Glory, because that man recognizes that he can do nothing without God. <clears throat> So how to properly minister God? G, you got to be grateful for, you have to go to, you have to grow in, you have to grind with, you have to give back. O, how to properly minister to God? You have to obey him. Disobedience is not honorable to God. Disobedience cannot minister to God. If you want to be an effective minister to yourself and to your wife and to your uh, 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 purpose, you have to obey God. Because you don't want to go, you don't want to go one step before or behind God's obedience. You don't want to be too hasty. You don't want to be too held up when it comes to obeying God. True, ultimate success is in the obedience to God. Solid ministry to God is a person who's willing and able to obey. Willing to obey, able to obey, and actually obeys. If you want to properly minister to God, it will set you up to minister to yourself, your wife, and, and, and your um uh others. Now, others as in women, I'm talking about others as far as parts of ministry, <clears throat> you have to obey God. There's going to be a lot of people pulling you to do things that God never told you to do. You have to be careful with that. You got to be very careful who you surround yourself with because they're going to try to push you. Like, like, listen, I'm happy with where I am. I don't want, I don't, I don't care for a million subscribers. I don't care for all these different things. You see what I'm saying? I really don't. I really don't. Because I'm, a, I'm, a, if you care about the audience of many, over the audience of one, 
you won't be successful to the audience of many. What I mean by that is I only care about the, my one audience and that's God. If I take care of him, if he enjoys my ministry, if he enjoys what I'm saying, if he enjoys my obedience, then the audience of many, he says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. The reason why we have a lot of bu a bunch of people, but we're not effective is that we draw the people, right? We draw the people to us. But when he be lifted up, and you, he'll draw all men. And your timing is coming. That's why I don't compare yourself to another man's ministry, another man's career, another man's success. We don't even know what he had to sacrifice to get what he got. Yeah, in order to truly minister to God so that you can minister yourself and others correctly, you have to obey and honor him. Why? I mean, D, how to properly minister to God? All these Ds here. Discover, develop, and distribute wisely your God-given purpose. Discover, develop, distribute wisely your God-given purpose. That's important. <clears throat> God loves it when his people is in discovery. Discovery, development, and distributing. Oh, that's the creative flow of God. The discovery, his spirit was all over the void and darkness of the world. The development, the orchestrating, the constructing of the universe and the distributing of the dominion to the man and woman. Woo! That's what God did himself. He discovered, he saw a void. He hovered, his spirit hovered. And then the, the developing of the creation began. And in the developing of the creation, he began to distribute dominion. Into the into Adam and Eve, and that's what God wants us to do. He loves when we are in discovery, when the Spirit of God utilizes us to go over the void and dark spaces of the world. That's why you gotta let the Spirit of God lead you into void, into darkness, because in that place you will begin to develop resources and tools and ideas that will begin to distribute into the communities, bringing life to it. That's what ministers of God, when we are in discovery and development and developing of ideas and the distributing of them, bringing life in the areas of our, of, 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 our, of our position of ambassadorship. You see what I'm saying? That's real ministry to God. That's why you cannot allow distractions to keep you from discovering, developing, or distributing your God-given ideas. Ain't nothing stopping me from continuously allowing the spirit of God to have who I am, to, to spread over the voidness and darkness of this world and being inspired because I'm with the spirit who knows the deep things of God, where I'm able to go into the depths of God and say, God, give me books that's in the bottom floor of you. Give me ideas that's at the bottom floor of you. Give me the ways to exegete these texts from the bottom floor of you so that when I bring it back up to land and I distribute amongst the people, it blesses them. That's real ministry to God. Lastly, with the D's, you have to die empty. That's real ministry. <clears throat> the goes with this. You have to die empty. Live full of God's joy, but die empty of all your jewels. Oh, God, you speaking through me today like you always do. Live full of his joy, but die empty of your jewels. Your jewels, your gems. Every I, when I stand, when I when I when I I, I want the, when I die, I'm fully empty of all the jewels that God placed in me when He was forming me and fashioned me in my mother's womb. I I live full of His joy, so I can die empty of all of my jewels. That when I do meet the joy of my life, I I I I, I lived such a life where 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 the that 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 my 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 jewels are still being calculated. That is, <clears throat> when I die at 90 something years old, do I really want to be 90, God? 
Well, if I if you want me to be 90, I'd be 90. But what I'm trying to say is, is that I want to, after the beyond the years of my death, that my stuff, my books, my videos are still impacting. What are you doing now that's going to live longer than you and impact people beyond you? What are you doing right now that's going to live longer than you and impact people beyond you? When I when I have children, they're going to be godly seeds. So when I'm dead and gone, they're going to be passing stuff to the generation. So the Ezzy family will be a blessing in the land. When the righteous rule, the nations rejoice. That's why the devil doesn't want the righteous people to know who they are as the righteousness of Christ. They don't want them to live a righteous life. They don't want them to develop their ideas because in doing so, the people will rejoice at the righteous people ruling. Let's keep going. You, Y-O-U, how to properly minister to you. Number one, why? Get to know you. How can you properly minister to you if you don't know you? Man, you know how many men out there don't know themselves? Still boys, still insecure, don't know themselves? Man, when I told, I spoke to like, man, I don't know how many youth this week, this week, past week. That's why I haven't done my uh, Purpose of Freedom uh, uh, book club because I've been ministering. Those videos are online. Um, but I, oh, I spoke three times. I spoke Thursday, I spoke Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday evening. So I was coach been preaching the gospel. Hey, so did a lot of ministry this weekend. Um, and now I'm ministering now. So just, just, just you know what I'm saying? That's why, fellas, ministry is about stamina. You see what I'm saying? When you in the spirit of God, you take care of the vessel, you need to have that stamina because you don't know when that season's coming when you're going to be really four, five, six times a week. You see what I'm saying? But I spoke to the young people about, um, getting to know themselves and how the best way to get to know yourself is to get to know God and about how many people out there in our world today don't know who they are. Do you know you, men? Do you know you? Or are you somebody else's dream for you? You have to get to know you. Ladies, do not marry a man who doesn't know who he is in Christ. That's a different level of identity. We're not talking about just, we're not talking about, oh, the mission statement, thank you so much for watching that. That, that you have to understand that, <clears throat> that we're not talking about the you, you. We're talking about the you in Christ. There's a you, you. There's there's a you, you. And there's a you in Christ, right? No, there's a, there's a you. Then there's a you, you. And there's a you, you in Christ. The you is just who you want to be influenced by other people. The you, you is who you really for real, for real. And you walk into your creativity. The you, you in Christ is who you need to be. Many have to understand who you are in Christ so that you could be at ease, so that you could be able to stabilize yourself. So you won't be out there chasing and, and facing everything. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and because you know who you are in Christ and a lot of men don't know who they are in him. I'm so glad the, the greatest thing I know now is me in Christ, that I'm not easily moved. I'm, I don't budge. I know who I am. I know who I be. You know what I'm saying? And that's important. The other why? In order to truly minister, you got to get to know you in Christ. The next point, you have to manage and guard your youthful energy. Oh, Adam, see, when the fellas ask me questions, I have to stop in my tracks and answer back. Ooh, good question. How do you get to know yourself in Christ? Number one, you have to, you have to go to Christ, right? Self-explanatory. You got to go to Jesus and say, Jesus, who am I in you? You have to understand, God is not... He's, he doesn't have a long line ahead of you to talk to you. He, at one moment, can be visibly present, 
focus in everyone's life simultaneously. If not, he can't be the ultimate judge. He has to be omniscient, meaning he has to be all knowing, meaning that he knows the omnipresence is just not good enough. Omnipresent means he's everywhere. He not only has to be everywhere, because how can he calculate the heart of a man if he's just outside of a man? He has to be all knowing, omniscient, meaning he has to be inside the mind of a man. So not only, not only is he simultaneously outside of you and in your brain, you see what I'm saying? That's important to know. And he's all powerful, meaning that you don't have to worry about getting your own vengeance. He'll take care of that. He's all powerful and he can put anyone in heaven, anyone in hell at the mercy of his own mindset. Right. So when you understand that, you'll know that God knows your heart. God knows your desires. So when you ask him the question, Adam, who am I in you? He will reveal that to you. Now, how do you get to know yourself in Christ? First, you got to get to know yourself and you got to get to know yourself in light of of the sacrifice of Christ. What the difference is that you know who you are. Many men know who they are. They know their skill set. They know they, they gift things. They know their talents. You know what I'm saying? They know their creativity, but they have to understand that they have to sacrifice all of that or submit all of that under the sacrifice of Christ so that those things can be anointed. So you have to get to know you. You have to get to know what you're passionate about. You have to get to know um, the gift things that you have in you, the treasure that you have in you. All those things are important. Get to know those things, meaning ask yourself this question. What am I passionate about? What is one thing out there that I that I if, that I would do if money is not even an option? I don't even care about the money. I would do this every day of my life. Number three, what is there? What problem out there that when I see the commercial of, when I see a person out in the mall, when I see a person at my school or whatever, I just have a strong burden for them, passion to fix that problem. That's your purpose. That's who you are. Now, when you discover that, you now have to submit all of that under the sacrifice of Christ. Meaning, hey, God, I am aware of my purpose. I'm aware of my gifts. I'm aware of all these different things. But I'm going to submit those things, submerge those things up under your sacrifice. Meaning, I have to make sure I put on a helmet of salvation, knowing why the reason why the helmet of salvation is there. The salvation, salvation must be the number one guard of your mind. You understand? Salvation, knowing that you were saved from, from peril, saved for a per saved, okay, saved from peril, saved by a person, saved from peril, saved for a purpose. Saved by a person, saved from peril, saved peril means danger, peril, death, destruction, right? Saved for a purpose. Now, when you constantly have that as a helmet of your salvation, you're constantly reminded of the sacrifice and salvation of your life and the cost of it. Then your purposes become anointed. And then you'll become effective. Hope that helped you. How to properly minister to yourself. You got to manage and guard it, manage and guard your youth. I got to hurry up because I got to take my, my niece where she got to go. Um, you have to properly guard. Um. Manage and guard your youth for energy. Meaning you got to guard you. Listen, to properly minister you, you got to manage your youth. Youthfulness. You're so welcome, bro. Anytime, fam. You got to manage your youth, man. You got to make sure you're not letting everybody use up your youth. I told the young people on uh, Friday, I said that one of the number, Friday is Thursday, uh, the number one most um, uh, wasted resource on the planet is youthful energy. Men, in order to be a minister to yourself, you got to guard your youth. You got to make sure you stay young, vibrant, able to do things. You see what I'm saying? You can't be out here just broken, bruised because you got a bunch of burdens on you. That's why you can't be making dumb decisions as a young man. Fellas, hear me. Don't make dumb decisions. 
I told a, I told the college kids yesterday. I said, "Cool, corny is the new cool. Cool people." I told them, I said Friday too. Cool people are not going to be cool at thirty. So let people be cool now. You be corny forever, cause corny always wins. Man, how the property minutes you? Cause I gotta go. You gotta manage and guard your youth. And number three, you have to yield what you can't control to God. That's how you properly minister you. You have to yield what you cannot control to God. Because if you don't yield what you cannot control to God, it will mess with your youth and it will mess up you understanding you. You see what I'm saying? You have, you, you single man, you can't control finding your wife. Yield, and it's for women too, yield your spouse to God as a single person. Don't even think about a husband. Don't even look for one. Yield that to God because you can't, if you really, if you really have five men in front of you, you'll pick the wrong one every time. Because you, we're not able, we're not smart enough. We're not able to select a husband or a wife. We're not that smart. And mo the reason why people want to select somebody for themselves, because they don't believe that God is going to select what's, what we like. God knows what you like. He knows how tall you want him, how tall you want her, whether you want her slim, thick, or thickety, thick, thick. He knows if you want double Ds or triple A's. He knows what you want. Not triple A's, double A's. You see what I'm saying? He knows what you want. He knows the size of the man. He knows He knows what surfboard you need. God cares about your surfboard, ladies. You know what I'm saying? So let God select those things. You see what I'm saying? Fellas, you got to yield what you cannot control to God. And be like, God, if I'm not gonna, I'm not going to worry about tomorrow because sufficient are the troubles of today. I'm going to yield everything to you. Oh, how to prop? Because I know I'm trying to get to the wife. Because I know the lady's like, what you, what you got? How, how's a man supposed to? Oh, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> how to properly minister you? Oh, don't be open or it's available to everyone, to people. Don't, don't be overly open or available to people. That's self-explanatory. How to properly minister you? Stay closed. Only open for selected guests. Don't open. Everybody should have access to some kind of your love. Love as a hello, a pat on the back, a word of encouragement. But not everybody deserves to have access to your heart, fellas. The what's hindering a lot of men is that they have their hearts everywhere. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of good guys right now being misused because they got a big heart. Guard that big heart. You see what I'm saying? And it, you get love and heart are two totally different things. Give people your love. Like everybody deserves a few seconds or a few minutes of my time. That's my love for them. But not everybody deserves hours and deserves all this time with me. You see what I'm saying? Oh, man. I'm, um, what is your process for meditating on God's word to renew your mind? Marinating. Think of meditating as marinating, meaning this. I got to make that word a part of me. You see what I'm saying? Trust the Lord with all your heart. And if I got to make that a part of me, I trust the Lord with all my heart. I will not lean to my own understandings. And all of my ways, I acknowledge him and my past may straight. You got to turn scriptures into confessions. Turn scriptures into confessions. And say those things over and over again until you really mean it by faith in your heart. And then that word, because chicken outside of marinade is bland. Chicken and whatever the marinade is becomes that marinade. So if that chicken sits in teriyaki marinade, or whatever kind of marinade over time that chicken is no longer called chicken is now called what it was marinated in. So you got to marinate in the word of God, turning scriptures into confessions. And until that thing becomes cemented in your heart, then you will begin to really find yourself flooding. Oh man. Why y'all, I got uh, my baby girl, my baby, uh, my niece. I got, I got to get the, I'm gonna get to y'all questions. Make sure you make sure you hit the subscription button, hit the bell so that you guys can get all notifications so that when you, when I get the live Q and a tomorrow and Wednesday, you will be able to have, it. but I gotta, I gotta get her somewhere. All right. So 
Um, you grow in understanding and value. Always grow in understanding and value. How to truly minister to you, but from from being from ministering and being ministered by God, so that you'd be effective in ministering to your wife and others. You got you got you can't be open. Oh, I'm sorry. You got to grow in understanding and in value. Every day I'm looking for ways. You're so welcome, fam. Every day I'm looking for ways to grow in understanding and who I am and who God is, who my wife is, who my what my purpose is. And my goal is to <clears throat> grow in value. How can I become more valuable to my wife? How can I become more valuable to my 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 mom and my my my, my mother-in-law and, and only like say mother-in-law, my, my my second mom, you see what I'm saying? My family and everybody else. How can I become more valuable? While still managing my youth, you see what I'm saying. Secondly, what how the proper minister you? You got to stand under the right umbrellas. Who's holding you accountable, fellas? Ladies, do not marry a man who's not accounted, who's not under accountable accountability. If the man that he looks up to is is sketchy, your man's sketchy. You got to make sure the man that that man is up under is solid because that will determine how solid your man is. I have a solid uh, uh, mentor in my pastor that that's, that uh, that through his life and through his uh, uh, advice is helping me to become even more solid in the things in this realm. Outside of uh, with God and through my accountability, now my wife can trust. Hey, I know my man is up under accountability. <clears throat> so you got to stay under the right umbrellas. Let's keep going now. What you ladies all been waiting for, how a man properly ministers to his wife. Ooh, y'all was waiting. Coach, my lunch is almost over, coach. When you going to get to the wife, coach? You know what I'm saying? Coach, I only got five minutes left on my lunch. I'm trying to get to the, what you've been waiting for. We are finally here. How a man properly ministers to his wife. W. God God fleshed out a lot of a lot of points. How a man properly ministers to his wife for from ministering to God first and properly ministered being ministered and ministering to him. Uh exactly. How to properly minister your wife, fellas? You got to wash her with the word. Some of us men don't know enough word to wash our women. You got to be a man of the word. You got to be the man of the Bible. You got to know that word. So when she goes through her periods, when she goes through her moments in time where she may feel um shy, where she may feel insecure, where she, we, we right there with that word right. See, you understand that, dude, look, 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 the disciples of Jesus, the disciples of Jesus, what did he do? He says, no, 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 no. You're not going to wash my feet. I'm going to wash your feet. And in the washing of the feet for all those biology majors understands that all nerve points are at the feet. So when Jesus was washing their feet, it was as if he was washing everything. So many have to understand that when you wash your woman, you washing everything because the word seeks the deep things. of. That's why, man, you got to be a man of the word. You got to know your word, yo. That's right. Christ said the word is his word. God breathed by the spirit of God, which is the spirit of Christ sent by the heavenly father. Man, you got to know your word so that you can be able to wash her, encourage her in her dreams, wash her in the word of God. When she feels nervous about pregnancy, nervous about being a mother, insecure or whatever about being a wife, that you know that you can wash her with the right word that will make her the woman that she needs to be. It didn't say wives wash your men. A lot of men want to be washed. And that's why, listen, ladies, 
No disrespect to the men. No disrespect. But if that man don't know more word than you, if that man don't know the word at your level or more word than you, then you may be, you need to just take your time with that man. A lot of men are being set up to be spiritually babysitted by women. That was not the order of God. The order of God was for men to be the priests over their home, to be the man of God they need to be. And you can't be a man of God if you're not in the word of God. Period. So in order to properly minister to your wife, you got to be washed in the word. You got to be the rag by which God utilized you with the word of God to help her in her life. How to properly minister to your wife. The next W, you have to welcome her. You have to welcome her. You can't be so caught up in your career, so caught up in your ministry that she don't even feel welcomed in your presence. It is funny how my wife feels welcome. I'll be in here working on a book. I'll be here laying down nap. And who's sitting at my feet? She knows she's welcomed. You know what I'm saying? She knows that I can, I'll stop typing as soon as she comes in. She's welcomed. I had to work on that in the early days of, of our, our dating. You see what I'm saying? Because I wasn't as always welcoming. But I realized in order for me to probably minister my wife, she always has to feel that she's welcome. When I have kids, they have to always feel they're welcome. They, they, they should feel like they can interrupt anything. That's why it's my responsibility to communicate to my wife beforehand, hey, I'm about to I'm about to minister to God. I just need a couple of times. And then she'll respect that. But if they, if I haven't communicated that to her, she she should always feel welcome. And when a man shuns you or doesn't want to welcome you into, into any part of his life, because marriage is transparency. Marriage is you are welcome through any door of my life. And if a man got a door closed and y'all married or y'all about to get married, engaged, you better be careful. We're not sitting there saying that men are keeping you from areas because of malicious intent. It could just be because of that's a wound. So you got to, ladies, you have to be welcoming. You got to be welcoming. You got to be nice. Some men close off to you because you're just not welcoming. You What you bring is drama. What you bring is, is nonsense. That's why I tell women, don't bring a king what the queen should handle. See what I'm saying? If you always bring in burdens and unnecessary stuff and you're not welcoming, that man going to close the door to you. But, but if you're a woman that's joyful and welcoming and dope and cool, smart and witty, and that man doesn't want to welcome that goodness of you, there's a problem. How to properly minister to your wife, fellas, and young men, this is important notes for you to understand so you can set you up to properly minister to the woman that God has for, me, has for you. You have to know her worth. Man, the greatest asset that I have in this earth realm the two greatest assets that I assets that I have in this earth realm is the Holy Spirit and my wife. The greatest assets. Then I could say my giftings. You know what I'm saying? But you hear what I'm saying? My greatest asset is the Holy Spirit and my wife. So I trust the God in her. I know her worth. I trust what she says. She's rooted in God's word. So I think she loves God. I think she, I think she loves God more than me sometimes. <laughs> no, no, me and God, we the homies. We homies. But that's God's daughter right there. I, I'm like, man, God, you, that's a special one right there. You see what I'm saying? But in order to properly minister your wife, fellas, you got to know her worth. Know her value to you. Man, if you hurt her, you hurt yourself. <clears throat> Don't hurt your wife with another woman. Because that woman can't do nothing for you for the woman that God has for you. Listen, there's only one woman for me. Only one. So if I hurt her, who else gonna be? Who else is gonna be able to be her to me? You gotta know her worth. How to proper minister your wife? 
last W, don't weigh her up against other women. How to don't even don't even make her feel she's competing with another woman. Don't make her don't weigh her up against another woman. You're not going to be able to minister to her if you always compare her to another woman. She ain't going to feel secure. She's not going to feel strong. She's not going to feel able. And if a man has you competing with his mistress in any form, in woman form and in ministry form, that's not that's not the that's not the leader that you want to lead your family. I how to properly minister to your wife and I got to get out of here. You have to interact you have to interact and be intentional with her or to her. You got to interact with her. Get to know her. Interact. A woman's dream should not be quiet in your presence. You should be so dope as a man to her that and so and so into her ideas that you're able to interact with her and get listen. Listen, I have to continuously date my wife. Dating season is not over. <clears throat> That's why my book Dating Prep is very important. It's a book, it's a resource, and it's a card game that goes with this. You can get this book right now on Amazon. Get the card game at ezegames.com, ezegames.com. Get this book on Amazon. These are questions that we have to ask ourselves even in marriage. The card game is for those who's not in a dating relationship, those who's in a dating relationship, and those who's dating their husband or wife. Get that resource. It's beneficial. <clears throat> but you got to always interact with her, get to know her, and engage with her. And be intentional. Don't always wait for her to start stuff. You you be intentional. Hey, babe, I thought about this. We're going to do this because this is your dream. This is what you're... And if she... Well, I don't really know if I'm really good at that. You get that word of God. You get that rag. Come here. Come here. Girl, if you don't come over here. What does the word of God say about you, girl? You're the righteousness of God, girl. You're more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in you. Greater is he that's in you. See what I'm saying? That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to interact and be intentional. Last I, how to prime minister your wife? You got to invest in her. Invest your time, invest your ministry, energy, invest your resources, invest your giftings into her ideas. She was not, she's not there in your life just to help your dreams. You're supposed to help her dreams too. If a man only wants to select you to be his, uh, I told a young lady, don't don't marry that man if he just wants you to be a first lady, and not want not want you to be his wife. You got dreams too. You see what I'm saying? So I tell <clears throat> I tell people all the time, women all the time. If that man only wants you to be with him to help his dream, that man's a selfish man. That man should be talking about what's our dream, what's God's dream for us, because her purposes, her value, her dreams are just as dope, just as good as your dreams. Let's keep going. How to properly uh, minister to your wife. F, better flirt with her. That's ministry in flirting. You got to flirt with her. You better you touch her, grab her, push, not push her back negatively, but, but, but gently, gently rub, you know, flirt with her. Get it. You know, that's your wife. Flirt with her. Make her feel like she's sexy. Make her want, make, flirt with her so good that she don't want to wear no clothes around you. Flirt with her. You know what I'm saying? Be goofy. Flirt with her. That's real ministry. You got to flirt with your wife. You got to find, you listen, when you minister to God, I felt, I found that after being ministered to by God and after ministering to God, after taking care of myself, I am my best for my wife. That's why I have to do those different things so, so that my flirtating game is at a high level. F, another F, how to properly minister to your wife. You got to be holistically faithful to her. Meaning you got to be faithful in her presence and away from her presence and you got to be faithful mentally. 
Men, you have to learn how to be faithful and not entertaining unfaithful thoughts against your wife mentally. Because if you entertain unfaithful thoughts in your mind mentally, you will be unfaithful to her emotionally. If you're unfaithful to her emotional, unfaithful emotions will cause you to be unfaithful to her physically. You have to be holistically faithful to her. You got to be faithful to her in mind. You got to be faithful to her in heart. You got to be faithful into hands. You got to be faithful to where your feet land. Wherever your feet land, wherever your hands go, wherever your heart feels, whatever your mind thinks, you have to be holistically faithful to her. You got to know how to cast down those vain imaginations and you got to make sure you don't continuously walk in this life Weighing her up against these Instagram models, weighing her up against this woman at your co-worker at the job. You listen, your wife can't compete with everybody's best because you see all of her. So what happens is men go out in the workplace, men go on Instagram, and all they see is a woman's best, woman's best, woman's best. A wife is 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 you're gonna see her without her makeup, you're gonna see her sick, you're gonna see her. My wife wasn't feeling good this weekend, you're gonna see her not at her best, but you can't compare her to everybody else's best. You see what I'm saying? You can't compare your wife's bad day to everybody's best day. Better warp your mindset. Oh my gosh, my wife, she got she had kids and now her body's not the same. Oh man. You gotta love her deeper than that. In order to love her, in order to love her everything, you gotta love her inner thing. Woo! In order to love her everything, you gotta love her inner thing. You gotta love who she is on the inside in order to continuously love everything about her externally because she's going to change. And young man, listen, you gonna change. You ain't gonna be chill. Well, maybe you're gonna be chill all day, but you ain't gonna be dope all the days of your life. You gotta be holistically faithful to her. Let's keep going. How to properly minister to your wife. You have to fill your you have to fulfill your promises and your positional duties. You have to fulfill it. And man, don't be looking for no pat on the back because you paid the bills. Don't be looking for no extra cookie in the cookie jar because you did what you were supposed to do. We don't get celebrated because of what we're supposed to do. We get celebrated on what we <clears throat> do beyond what we're supposed to do. The little things, the caring, it's the little things that women celebrate us on. The intentionality, the listening, the, the present, the joy, the washing of the word. That's what you get celebrated on. But paying the bills, bro, having your responsibility, your positional duties as a man and your promises. That's what you're supposed to do. So that's what I'm trying to say. That's how you probably miss your wife. Fulfill your promises. When you tell her you're going to do something, fulfill it. And fulfill your positional duties as a man. That's real ministry to your wife. And God will honor you and your prayers will be answered. Last but not least, the ease. And I got to go. How to properly minister your wife? You got to enjoy her. Enter her joy. In order to enjoy, enter her joy. What makes you happy? And it may not, it may not be number one on your list of fun things to do in your life. But enter her in order to enjoy, enter her joy. Get to know her joy. What makes you happy? And you, you may be surprised. You may like it too. Edify her. Always encourage her. Edify her. Esteem her. And also, fellas, let her educate you. Let her educate you. You ain't the smartest thing walking. I'm open to my wife educating me. That's how you probably minister your wife. You properly minister your wife by washing the word, by welcoming her, by knowing her worth, by not weighing her up to other women, by interacting with her daily and being intentional, by investing in her dreams, by flirting with her all the time, by being holistically faithful to her, by fulfilling your promise and positional duties and enjoying, edifying, esteeming her and letting her educate you. Last but not least, others. I'm going through this quick. How to properly minister to others. 
Obey God, be orderly, and be open to him. Do not uh, disobedience what it calls you not to really properly uh, minister to other people. T, manage your time and trust God's time. When it comes to other people, manage your time. Don't always be around your neighbor. Don't always be around people trying to minister, right? You got to also trust God's timing for your ministry. That's right. Happy life, happy, happy wife, happy life. I, I believe it too. Happy spouse, happy house. Manage your time, trust God's timing. How to proper minister to others, H. Uh, minister from a healed place. You're not going to be healed if you're hurting your marriage and if you're being hurt yourself. True ministry to other people is ministry from a healed place. Next, only help those who want to help themselves. Real ministry to others, effective ministry to others is helping those who want to help themselves. I don't got time to waste helping people who don't want help. E, how to prop minister to others. Don't entrust yourself to everyone. You're too valuable. Not everybody can handle your anointing. Not everybody can handle you. I learned that from my own personal experience. Manage your energy. R, Read the spirit and motives behind every person and don't, ah, oh man, that was a good one too. I forgot. Don't recruit everyone. How to proper minister to others. Read the spirit and motives behind us through the spirit of God. He'll let you know who those people are and don't recruit everyone. Recruiting everyone, let God select the people that's supposed to hold up your arms. S, last but not least. Oh, I didn't write my S. Where my S is at? Ah, oh, man. Uh, oh, 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 Um, here we go. How to prop minister others? Be wise with the opposite sex, fellas. Don't be in a room with a woman by yourself. Don't let your good be spoken evil of. Let your wife into all uh, uh, lady conversations. Be wise with the opposite sex and always see people the way God sees them. Hope this video helped you guys. Hope it's a blessing to you, fellas and ladies who's watching. Um, this video will post. So for those who's watching live, you can be able to study and look through it again. Um, share this with every man that you love and care about. Ladies, share this with mom. Share this with your sons. Share this with your husband, your brothers. Ladies, watch through this so you can know the red flags, what to spot in a man that may be trying to court you or date you. Um, and get the dating prep. This will also help you get the dating prep book. All my books are on. Um, let me just write. Well, y'all know my website by now. Let me write it down real quick. HTTP. I am unplugged.com. Get all your books recent. Listen, if you want to talk to me and you need some coaching, book me today. Go to my website, IamUnplugged.com, and I will do one-on-one -on -one coaching with you. Send me your budget. Do the best you can. Whatever your best is, I will customize a coaching session to you that will match your budget. Do your best. I'll do my best, and we'll know that God will fulfill the rest. Love you guys. Y'all be blessed. IamUnplugged.com for everything, books, uh, courses. All that good stuff. Love you guys. Got to take care of my family. Y'all have a blessed one. Peace. Also, my bad, I forgot. These shirts are available. If you watch my YouTube videos, you will see shirts at the bottom of all the videos. That's Coach's merch. You see what I'm saying? So go ahead and get your love is not blind. Infatuation is. Got tons of other shirts, unplugged shirts for the unplugged community. Go get your shirts. Go get your merch. All those are on my website as well under the store button. But if you want, just go to any one of my YouTube videos, go to the bottom. You'll see my shirts there and be able uh, to support us through that too. Y'all have a good one. Peace.